This Thursday afternoon, and thank you for joining us. We are very excited. Brian Adams, our science and sustainability correspondent, has um, brought in two wonderful guests for today, um, guests that give me hope, quite frankly. They are from Amherst, um, and uh, they are Marisol Pierce Bonifaz and Carter Elena Marks, and they are going to be talking about Generation Ratify and Brian. Thanks, Buzz, and thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah, and thank you, uh, Marisol and Carter, for joining us this afternoon. Um, all of us, or a lot of us, are sitting on pins and needles awaiting this momentous Supreme Court decision that's coming down about uh, a Mississippi case that's really going to gut abortion rights. And um, I was a little bit older than the two of you when the Roe v. Wade decision came down in 1973, sort of codifying or giving federal protection to abortion rights for all 50 states. And there was a sigh of relief back then, and now it's just a sigh of anxiety as we're looking very closely at this Mississippi case and the real possibility of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and throwing that decision back to the states. So it's really a, a, uh, an honor for us to have Marisol and Carter. Uh, Marisol is 15, a rising 10th grader at Amherst Regional High School. And Carter is also 15, a rising 10th grader at Lee High School. So she's come a ways to join us. Uh, and both are very active in Generation Ratify. We'll talk about that in a moment. But let's first begin with your thoughts on this prospect of overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, I think that this is outrageous. I think the overturning of precedent set um, all the way back in 1973 um, is just uh, really how we're taking every one step we take forward, we take five steps backward in history. Um, and I see that I'm growing up in a world where I don't have rights to govern over my own body and my generation um, doesn't have the ability to govern over their own bodies. And I want that for no future generation. I do not want that for my children. I do not want that for my grandchildren. Um, and really, it's a crisis of people losing um, their civil liberties and their civil rights that should be guaranteed under our Constitution. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just completely outrageous, like Marisol said, because this was a fight that happened 50 years ago. And even though Roe v. Wade wasn't the best law, it helped and it gave protection to those who were in need of an abortion. Um, and the fact that our Supreme Court wants to take that away is just stripping uh, stripping everybody that is able to get pregnant of their bare minimum rights and bodily autonomy. There's so much uh, anger and rage and uh, grief and fear out there. How do you channel that those feelings, those emotions of anger and rage into activism? If you're not, anger, anger is a secondary emotion. So if you're not to be angry, you have to be sad. So if you're not angry about something I'm, or sad about something, I don't think you're passionate about it. So it's so easy for activism, activism and activists to be so angry because they're feeling such so many emotions towards what's happening. So you just channel that by being passionate and turning that rage into passion. Marisa? 
Yeah, um, I think that the rage in terms of all of the discrimination and oppression that is happening um, towards gender, the gender equality movement right now uh, really does turn into the empowering and activism. Uh, we organized a walkout within Generation Notify Amherst around two weeks ago, um, and over 300 students walked out from Amherst High School and Amherst Middle School uh, because they were angry. They were angry at this draft opinion coming out. They were angry that their rights were being taken away from them, uh, that were supposed to be set in stone since 1973 and arguably before that. Um, and they were really in despair of how they were able to they were going to be able to go on and they were going to be able to tell the generation after them that they fought and they fought like hell to keep their rights in place. It was heartening to see that middle school students even walking out with the, with the high school students. And one thing that gave me so much hope is I had the, um, the honor of attending an abortion rights rally here in Northampton four weeks ago when the, first, when, the, when the leak came out from the Supreme Court. And uh, both Marisol and Carter spoke to hundreds of people. And I think that was, the, for me, the highlight is seeing youth activists and youth activism and articulate and uh, uh, intelligent uh, young women speaking out with such forcefulness and channeling that rage into activism certainly gives me hope in these times where it can be difficult to, to, to hope. Well, why do you think this is happening? This is sort of this... It's 49 years of Roe v. Wade. Um, why, after 49 years, are abortion rights, not just abortion rights, but it seems mm -hmm. like all sorts of individual liberty rights are under such forceful attack in this country? Um, well, I would just say I think our former president uh, gave power and light to these pro-life um, anti-abortion, anti-choice activists. I think also the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court and allowing a sexual offender uh, to serve in one of uh, the highest judicial power positions in the land, uh, I think just really gave this uh, sort of permission to say, okay, we can dial back on all of these gender equality rights that we have now because someone in one of the highest positions of power, uh, whether that be Brett Kavanaugh, whether that be former President Donald Trump, um, is giving permission to us because he is a sexual offender, he is sexist or misogynist, um, and I, I think that we just can't let that stand. We just have to keep fighting because we know that people power and social change uh, can really affect our country. I also think that it's because of that, it's because he's out of power currently, they're, they're like kind of being little toddlers and being like, I, I need to do something now that my God is not in, 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 uh, is occupying the office. It's like they're, they need to do something. And they, the people that are in power right now in our government that liked him and supported him are taking, are doing, are making these laws because they need to do something. And that something is certainly regressive, and some, mm -hmm. certainly the two of you are 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 fighting against. Um, you are both founding members, I believe, of Generation Ratify in your in your schools. At least you are, Marisol, and you the same. Um, yeah, Carter uh, joined us, I think, around a few months in ago. Like I uh, it is a community chapter, so it was founded in Amherst, um, and we welcome students from all schools around. I founded the chapter in May of 2020. So what is 
Generation Ratify. And it's, it's not just an abortion rights organization, correct? What else do you do? Yeah, Generation Ratify is a national youth-led intersectional movement to enact the Equal Rights Amendment into our Constitution and ensure legal gender equality for all. Um, Generation Ratify was founded in 2019 by high schoolers in Virginia looking to make Virginia the 30th and final state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. And from then on, it's expanded to 50-plus chapters across the country, over 1,000 members, and made electoral, educational, and a lobbying impact on the local, state, and federal levels in regards to the legislative, judiciary, and executive branches. You talk about this um, intersectional approach to gender equality. What does that mean? What is intersectionality? Intersectionality is like more encompassing than just regular um, feminism in quotations because it's just, or any kind of activism because it encompasses everybody, not just white people, white cishead people. It encompasses everybody. So whether they're part of the BIPOC community, disabled community, queer community, it just tries to encompass all of that other than just making feminism or whatever we're talking about, just a person for able-bodied people. It's really interesting. I heard, uh, I was listening to an interview this afternoon, this morning, and the interview was, uh, was about Pride Month, and it was talking about how difficult it is. I think that the, the, it's about not being able to display affection in public. Like a man and a woman mm-hmm. can easily hold hands walking down the street, but people of the same gender sometimes feel uncomfortable doing that. So yeah, that's what they were talking about. And then a caller called in and said, I just want to remind you, it's not just people of the same gender. Mm-hmm. I'm married to a white person and I'm black. We too. Oh, that's what it's called. Open displays of affection, ODA, is what it's called. That's intersectionality. Like, mm-hmm. It's the same kind of oppression happens not just to one group. It can happen to a lot of different groups. Yeah. Um, how did the... So we're talking with Marisol Pierce Boniface and Carter Eliana Marks. They are uh, two 15-year-olds who are activists with Generation Ratify, Marisol in Amherst, and Carter in Lee. Let's talk about how you became activists. Is this something you've done your whole life, or are you uh, new to the movement? Um, Carter, you want to start? Sure. I'd like to say that I was always an activist because I have very supportive parents that have always, they lived in Texas, like they grew up in Texas and Michigan. So they they were always activists and and always had different beliefs than the people around them. So I, in, I went to Obama's inauguration. I was like two years old in 2009. And I think that was just the start of embracing differences and just trying to be because I never saw I know that's such a cliche saying but I never saw black and white or and I've always I'm a queer woman so I've I've always known that I was queer um so it's just that is that just makes me into an activist just my me being different myself uh Marisol Yeah, my parents raised me in a progressive household to fight for what I believe in. Uh, I think at around three days old, my dad, John Boniface, was running for secretary of state. So I went to go vote for my father three days old, and I cried in the uh, polling place because I didn't like the overhead lights. Uh, (laughs) And um, in third grade, I stood in front of a little school committee podium with a little felt suit jacket and 32 (laughs) signatures, uh, making sure that we didn't cut uh, the librarian's paraprofessional's 
position because I liked books. Um, and so I, my parents, I've seen them as role models. My mom is an ELL teacher and supports immigrants and immigrants in sanctuary. Um, and my father co-founded a nonprofit organization on voting rights and free and fair in elections. Uh, but I really only became involved in gender equality activism and as a leader, an activist, after the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court when I was 12, uh, was really my call to action of I need to do something because it was my discovery that I uh, am not equal in my own body um, and I'm not equal in this world. Again, we're talking with two activists from Generation Ratify, Marisol Pierce Bonifaz. And if I, if, I, if I may bring us to break, but before I do, yeah. number one, I cried because I voted for your father. So I cried for a different reason than the lights in the voting place. But <laughs> I did. I was very upset when he didn't win. And number two, your dad and his organization just won a major uh, victory. They um, did. Yeah, you want to tell us about that before we break? Oh, sure. Um, well, I'm sure he could do much better justice to it than I could, uh, but I've heard him on the dining, dining room table around it a lot. Um, <laughs> he uh, had a judge ruling, a court ruling in regards to a case he did on a rep, uh, former rep, uh, Representative Cawthorn, uh, which says that... In Virginia. In Virginia, yes. Um, and it was working on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which states that anyone that aided or supported uh, an insurrection um, should not be able to run for public office. Right. So uh, it's a national and campaign. One judge right in Georgia uh, ruled against his organization Correct. and in favor of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And a judge in Virginia said... That's an insurrectionist. That person may not run for office. Yeah. And Marjorie Taylor Greene's major um, statement at those hearings was, I don't know. I don't, don't remember, remember voting don't for martial law. Right. I don't remember supporting martial law. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take a break. We're interviewing Marisol and Carter, two uh, rising activists. And stick with us. We'll be right back. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Greenfield Savings Bank with offices all throughout Hampshire and Franklin counties. Greenfieldsavings.com. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. As a business owner, your employees have to look great. That's why for over 30 years, businesses choose Pacific Printing for customized screen printed and embroidered shirts, hats, and jackets. And now with our wide format printing department, we can create everything from banners, lawn signs, and signage for your custom vehicles. Visit us at Damon Road in Northampton or oceanofpromotion.com. A lot of mattress stores, all they talk about is price. Sale, 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 save, 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 blah, blah, blah. I get it. No one wants to pay a dollar more than you have to. 
But what do you really know about mattresses? Are you an expert? I'm not. And I have a furniture store. So I at least know a little. Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon Furniture. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you. Therapeutic. The best mattress value I've ever found. And believe me, I've looked around. Therapeutic mattresses are made in Brockton. I've walked the floor and it was reassuring because there's no toxicity, no off-gassing. Therapeutic mattresses are clean and made by fellow Red Sox fans. Play the sale, sale, sale game if you want. That's not for me. A therapeutic mattress from Talon Furniture is your best bet and best deal. Today, tomorrow, or whenever you decide to buy a new mattress. As consumers are all too aware, prices are rapidly rising at the retail level, but in more bad news, they're also rising at the wholesale level. The Labor Department reports the producer price index, the cost incurred by producers, rose eight-tenths of a percent in May. That's double the rate in April. Ford is telling dealers to temporarily stop selling the electric Mustang Mach-E crossover due to a potential safety defect that could cause the vehicles to become immobile. Ford said the notice includes 2021 and 2022 Mach-E's that were built in Mexico in late May. The already expensive 30-year fixed-rate mortgage got even more expensive this week. After Friday's sharp rise in the Consumer Price Index, the rate for the popular mortgage rose to 6%. According to Mortgage Daily News, it was one of the biggest one-day jumps on record. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. We are talking this afternoon with Marisol Pierce Boniface and Carter Lanyar Marks. They are rising 10th graders, one at Amherst Regional High School, one at Lee, and both members of Generation Ratify, mainly talking about abortion rights here and the Supreme Court decision that we're all waiting for that could, in fact, gut Roe v. Wade, which is a... Uh, abortion rights mainstay for the last 50 years. Um, I do a lot of interviews with climate activists on the show, and, we, we, and, and everyone agrees that to combat climate change, we really have to look at fertility issues. And the world population just continues to explode. 88 million more people will be on this planet uh, a year from now. By the time this show is over, there'll be 10,000 additional people on this planet. Um, I was born in 1955. The world population was 2.7 billion. It's now up close to 8 billion people. Uh, we look at abortion rights as a, as a women's right, as a human right, but it's also a, a, a planet right, it seems to me. I'd like your thoughts on the necessity of contribution contraception and abortion from a sustainability and climate change perspective? Yeah, well, I thank you for that question. I also identify as a climate activist. I work in the Sunrise Movement. Um, and I think that, uh, for me, the root of um, the pro-choice movement is that every single person should be able to choose what they do with their own body. Uh, however, I do think I would agree with you that it is a plus um, when we are able to reduce our uh, growing overpopulation that is happening right now, uh, if people do decide 
uh, that they would, would like to get an abortion and not have uh, another child or bring another child into this world. Um, and I think that uh, individuals who do get pregnant it is um, entirely their private decision why they decide to do that. And I do know that um, many of which uh, this decision, including with Norman McCorvey um, in the case of Roe v. Wade, was because they didn't want to raise another child um, into this unequal world or they didn't have the financial stability uh, to really feel like they could raise um, a child the way they should be. Pardon? Yeah, I do not act, identify as a climate change activist. I wish I did, but I just don't know a lot about it. But what I think is accessibility equals sustainability. So if we give access to um, contraceptive contraceptives and more, then it will prevent abortion, is, which is what, in quotations, pro-lifers want to do. If we can even if we don't even have to get to abortion by making con contraceptives accessible, then it won't even become an, like, won't even be a problem because we can cut out the problem entirely by giving people access to what they need to not even have an abortion. It, it strikes me as so, the word is insane, when, when folks who are anti-abortion are also anti-contraception. Mm. It, just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. In Massachusetts, we are... Um, fortunate to have a state legislature that's that's very supportive. We recently passed the Roe Act, as it's called, um, which actually gives uh, uh, lifts this onerous parental notification law for 16, 17-year-olds who were required to get uh, parent permission for an abortion or to go to get a judicial bypass, talk to a judge. So it's really nice to be in this state. We're in this sort of bubble of abortion rights. And of course, other states now are just limiting abortion rights. Um, what can activists do in this state where we have pretty li very liberal abortion laws? How can activists help activists in other states that are, have such restrictive abortion laws? Yeah, uh, I think Planned Parenthood is one organization that we've been working with, and they've been doing some very powerful work um, across all states um, and nationally uh, to try to protect the right uh, for an abortion for every single person. Um, specifically in Massachusetts, if you are um, looking to get involved, there's a de uh, deceptive advertising uh, bylaw that is being proposed by Anna Devlin Gauthier um, of District 5 in Amherst to try to work on making sure uh, we can ban, uh, to the best extent of which we can, pregnancy crisis centers. Um, and in other states, really just working on lobbying, you can lobby wherever you are, especially with virtual lobbying that's happening right now, um, lobbying state legislatures and emphasizing the need and right for every single person to be able to have an abortion. You were right about Anna Gauthier's bylaw proposal, but... Uh, explain what a pregnancy crisis center is. Yeah, so a pregnancy crisis center, uh, which is often led by pro-life religious groups, um, is a uh, supposed abortion clinic where pe and individuals who want to uh, get an abortion or seeking an abortion go to get an abortion. However, it's a fake abortion clinic. So when they often go to the place, they are uh, verbally harassed. Um, and, be, and are told that they uh, should not get an abortion, that it is a sin, um, and that what they're doing is a sin and that they should go forth and have that baby. Which is so different from, say, the options counseling, the non-judgmental options counseling available to uh, girls and women at Tapestry Health or at Planned Parenthood here. And let's give a shout-out to just those, those organizations, Tapestry, operating in all of Western Massachusetts and providing contraceptive services and 
reproductive services and a whole host of other services. Planned Parenthood has a clinic down in Springfield. It's the closest clinic where they provide not only uh, women's health services and contraception, but also abortions. And then in Western Mass, we have the Abortion Rights Fund, which helps uh, low-income uh, girls and women access abortions. So those three organizations that people are looking to be involved in. Uh, before we break, how can people, or how can kids in particular, get involved with Generation Ratify? Yeah, you can check us out uh, on Instagram at generationratify uh, underscore Amherst MA. Um, as well, you can look at us at generationratify.org uh, for our national website. We've been talking with two activists, Marisol Pierce-Bonifas, who is a 15-year-old rising sophomore at Amherst Regional High School, and Carter Eliana Marks, who is a 15-year-old rising sophomore. Congratulations, by the way, on making it through ninth grade. <laughs> Thank that's, you so that's much. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it fills us old folk here with great hope to see youth such as yourselves um, rising as activists and really uh, seizing the role that, that is just so important in, the, in these days. So thank you for doing the work. We are so proud of you. You guys are rock stars. <laughs> thank you. Thank you and for having, having, us. having us. We're going to take a break and be back with... We're going to be back with Take 5 with uh, Bruce Nimzik and keyboardist Chris Hayes, who also is a keyboardist for Young at Heart Choir. We'll be right back. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. The Afternoon Buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family-run since 1964. Greenfield's largest automotive group is the place to buy your next Honda, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram. Experience it in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Things are still contentious between East Hampton Mayor Nicola Chappelle and the school committee. The mayor has filed two open meeting law complaints against the committee with the Attorney General's office. La Chapelle alleges the school committee violated the law by discussing and editing an informal agreement to promote good faith and trust with the city, and again by discussing ongoing conversations between the school committee and city council in regard to the fiscal year 2023 school budget. La Chapelle has requested the attorney general provide an opinion on both of her complaints. Six months into contract negotiations and nurses from Bay State Franklin and Greenfield are still fighting for what they say is adequate and fair pay. Nurses picketed outside the Episcopal Church of St. James and Andrew yesterday. Marissa Potter says she and her fellow nurses have been loyal and want that reciprocated. We do that because we're together, we know each other, we're caring for our neighbors, and we're staying. All of us have stayed. And I think that in order to keep us staying, we need to see a significant investment in that kind of care from our corporation. Bay State Franklin nurses are some of the lowest paid in the area. And South Hadley police were called to a report of a man acting suspiciously in the river by the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Bridge yesterday. Officers pulled the man from the river and took him into custody. No further details have been released. Mostly cloudy chance for a sprinkle or two this afternoon, a high of 74 to 78. Clouds continue tonight, a couple of scattered showers, overnight low 58 to 64. Partly sunny, warm and humid tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms, a high of 84 to 88. Sun cloud mix windy on Saturday with a high in the low 70s. 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP.
For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. As this legislative session gets down to the wire, what bills are apt to pass? Join us when we speak with State Representative Lindsay Sabadosa. Plus, Massachusetts Teachers Association President-elect Max Page and Artbeat with Donna Bell Cassis. All this beginning Friday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. We heard you, Western Mass. You're interested in opportunities like Airbnb, but you don't know where to start. You're proud of our community and excited to create special memories for your guests. Mostly, though, you want some relief from the demands of hosting, like communication and the cleaning. Yes, the cleaning. Well, your friends at Beloved Earth are excited to finally offer BE co-hosting. Whatever your short-term rental needs, we're ready to help. Booking management consults now for Northampton area. Visit becohosting.com to learn more and say hi. Stop what you're doing. The financial markets are in ruins. You're in debt up to your... And you hate your job. And you keep hoping for a better way. There is. My one-man show, Yield of Dreams. I'll demystify your money myths, transform your life, and entertain you all at the same time. Curious? Join me, Charlie Epstein, June 23rd, 24th, or the 25th at Holyoke Community College for a financially entertaining evening. Get tickets at yieldofdreams.live. Free for all students. And start living a life of wonderment, joy, laughter, and play. Northampton Neighbors is free of charge and open to all with a range of social and volunteer opportunities as well as services and support for members 55 and older in the city of Northampton. Need help? Want to help? Join us as a member, a volunteer, or donor. Northampton Neighbors is about more than aging in place. We're about engaging in place, this place. Find us online at northamptonneighbors.org or call us at 413-341-0160. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5. Welcome WHMP. back. And for those who were just joining us, thank you for joining us. So last night was Wednesday, and we had Summer on Strong last night, which is such a nice innovation in which uh, we hear music while we're eating at outdoor tables. It's a sort of manifestation of the problems of pandemics caused with eating indoors and being indoors, and it's the opportunity to both be entertained and at the same time share a moment with your friends outside and have a good meal. And I was there with our Take 5 host, uh, Bruce Nimzik, and I was listening to the Green Street Trio and, and who, Bruce? And Chris Haynes, who's <laughs> with us today. And uh, it, you know what, Buzz, it was last night, it was wonderful. It almost sounded like a French, you know, bistro. Yeah. The, the accor- Chris playing the accordion, which... You know, we all think of as that polka instrument, but no, it's a sweet sound, and it was wonderful last night. It felt like we were sitting in France and uh, just listening to the sweet sounds of jazz, and it was nice. Buzz, before we go any further, please, I've got a confession. Last time I was here, we were talking with Carol Smith, and the song Yesterday's came up. Yesterday's plural. Yesterday's plural. Yesterday's came up. And I said it was written by Jimmy Van Heusen. I was wrong. On the way home, I realized it was Jerome Kern. So my apologies to anybody who's out there listening and thought I was crazy. And you accept? You expect us to accept? You that have apology? to accept the apology. But now let's get let's get serious with Chris. Who? I'm, it's Jerome. You have to apologize. Oh, uh, maybe. And if I could ever find Jerome Kern, I'd love to apologize <laughs> to him. Uh, Chris Haynes. He's a keyboardist that you've. 
folks have probably seen uh, the movie Young at Heart, the Young at Heart documentary. Chris was the guy playing the accordion. So we've got a movie star with us today, not only a great <laughs> keyboardist, but last night, Chris, it was wonderful. So let's start talking about your introduction to uh, the keyboard as a young kid. I'm sure you started on piano. Yes. And then, as you yeah. said, later on in life, you came to your senses and started playing the accordion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how, kind of how it happened. I, you know, I was a piano player starting when I was, uh, I started at five. So my mom was very big into music and she would sing and she could play a little piano. And I, I, and my brother was kind of teaching himself. He didn't want to have mm -hmm. lessons, but uh, I, I got intrigued with it. And then my mom was really hoping one of us would get the lessons and do and, it the right way. And obviously you took it very so seriously. I, did. I went yeah. and did it. Yeah. And it wasn't very long after, I don't know, more than, not more than four years or so that I, I kind of knew inside of me, like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, can we, I'm sorry, Bruce, but let's stop Chris right yeah. there. So what is, is it the, the baffles? What is it about the sound or the operation of an accordion that drew you to it? Maybe well, it's actually, portability. That, that's a that little didn't come ahead of many it. years later. Yeah, yeah, that's not until I'm like 35. So uh, I'm talking about when I was a, I'm a pianist. I a jumped a gun. As a, as a starting place. But I knew when I was 14 or 15, I was going to go to Berkeley School of Music, by golly, and I'm going to get in there and wow. really take it seriously. So, yeah, it wasn't until quite a long time after, after I'd got my master's and was teaching and everything else, um, I got into the accordion in a kind of left-handed way. Um, what happened was I was being brought to these um, what are they, flea markets by my, my then wife, my ex-wife, Anne, and... She was shopping for little tchotchkes, little tiny sculpture figurines. And I was like the walking cash machine, you know. Like, <laughs> here, here you go. Here's five bucks. Here's ten bucks. Yeah. Need that uh, hummel. After a while of doing that, I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm coming down here with a little extra cash in one of these back pockets, you know. I'm going out there and find myself something that I want to get. And I came by this man with a truck full of, well, he had, he had about ten accordions. And a couple of other instruments. Wait a minute. There's actually somebody that owned 10 accordions? Well, really? You're looking at one, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, have, I have about that many, maybe even more by now. But, really? But anyway, he, he, I asked him about it, and he said, yeah, I'm from Texas. I drove up here from Texas. I go, you came up here to sell accordions in, like, Brimfield? Brimfield, you well, know? Brimfield's huge. And I was like... Wow, that's and he goes, yeah. Well, there's a lot of accordions down in Texas, you know. I said, really? He goes, yeah, you know, Tex-Mex and the Germans, swing, the swing and the, music that they, yeah. you know, that's where a lot of the German population ended up, and they they love the accordion in Texas of all places. And uh, I saw this one; it was just too too sweet not to buy. So I, I took that my, that extra okay, money so out. Okay, so my previously uh, inappropriate question, I reiterate. Is it the portability of it? Is it the sound when the air yeah, comes through? That's what a good is it? Question. Um, I feel like I, I took it on because by then we were we had already been inundated as keyboard players with the electronics, you know, and I was getting real tired of that. You know, it was rare that we could even go in a room and play an acoustic instrument anymore, like you know, at gigs and things. And it's all synth and all yeah, that type of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We had to bring our own gear, and it was like Fender Rhodes and big heavy things, you know. So um, I just decided, well, that's totally acoustic. I, there's something that's portable about it. And when I played it, I don't know why, but I just really felt like 
it was an, inst an instrument that belonged in my hands because I, I, I just started like, going with it right away. It didn't take me any time to do it. So I was up and running and annoying people within six months or so. <laughs> oh, but uh, It's not quite bagpipes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, my daughter's a banjo player, so there's obviously many jokes about that pair of instruments. Ah, yeah. yeah, but... Uh, so... Um, but the, but there's three functions, right? I mean, you have to right. yeah, you have the little fingers that are doing the pushing the buttons with the chords. That's right. You're playing piano keys with your other hand, and then you're keeping these baffles moving, so right. that the bellows. The yeah, yeah. So it is. There's a there's a lot of effort being put into making it all come together, especially if you want to do it in a musical way, because the problem with accordion is maybe like the violin. If you play it poorly or even average, it's not thing that you really want to have to listen to. You True. know, it's like on top of old smoky. Right. You know, it's it's not something that people want to hear, generally speaking. And um, so to get that all, all three of those in balance, and so that the melodic part is really the prominent part, and putting these on the kind of in the back burner. So Bruce, line. here's my last interruption. Okay, go ahead. Which go ahead. is, you're right. I, I think of Lady of Spain, right. you know, that kind of like, <laughs> well, I don't want to say corny, but just sort of mainstream music. How did yeah. you turn to jazz, which is full of surprises right. on an accordion? Well, I did it because um, I, my training has been in jazz. I did go to Berkeley, and I learned from really great teachers on piano, and so it wasn't that big of a, a leap for me to be able to go over to the accordion and apply some of my knowledge about that. Sure. So that said, I will say, however, that Paul and his trio are in a slightly higher league than me in that regard. Well, you know, like well, wait a minute. Paul Arslany and you're talking about yes. and the Green okay. Street trio. trio. Last night's performers along with me as their special guest, which was well, great. What was sweet last night is I, when I was listening and, Buzz and I, I'm sure, some of the few people that actually listen to every note you play, <laughs> you you were playing like the melody over the over the trio, like I, I, one of one of the tunes, "Lush Life." You were playing the uh, the melody, and what was interesting when I came and spoke with you earlier, I looked that you had the real. Uh, this is might be a, a tough question for for the uh, non professional. You had the real fake book, which mm. I look at. It's got a lead sheet with some chords and maybe an insinuation of a melody. How the heck do you guys look at that and get the tune? Or do you just know the tune basically yourself? I mean, a, a song like Lush Life, I can look at that lead sheet and go, yep, B-flat, seventh, blah, blah, and you guys go with it. I mean, right. how does that happen? That's I mean, you're trained. That's a very sophisticated song, so yep. what's written on the page is only just like a guidepost, like you say, yep. and... You really have to listen to the recordings of the so you you know that performances you yeah know. you know that tune going into the gig and yeah. you can go with it because it's a beautiful song and oh it's you, just you just so lovely you guys did but some there great are stuff. like lines inside of the harmony that have to be adhered to yeah. if you just play the chords the way they're written on the page yeah they wouldn't they would be incongruous with right. each other which I've but they're not easy do. chords either no they're yeah, very they're subtle and a lot and of a lot of changes yes there are yeah I think there's, there's a four flats five flats something like that. even the melody has lots of little chromatic nuances in it so and that young man wrote it when he was 15 <laughs> oh it's yeah, just yeah, a it's gorgeous unbelievable. song. 
Yeah, I, I told Paul I would really like to play that. Well, yeah. Bruce used to visit all the gay places. All the gay places. The right. come Somewhat what gay places. places. Oh, yes, right. Where one relaxes. <laughs> On the axis of the wheel of life. Yeah. <laughs> That's there basically how the two of us met one time. That's a long story. <laughs> so now you've... Uh, and the other thing, Lady of Spain and <clears throat> the polka gig, the polka wedding gig. You probably mm -hmm. never had to do those. Uh, not really. No, I did. I think I had one opportunity to do a polka gig or something, and yeah. I did some klezmer stuff. Oh, okay. And I fill in with a couple of klezmer oh, that's bands, good. and that fits in nice. But mainly, you know, the weirdest thing is, as soon as I learned how to play the accordion, yeah. um, it was it was the young at heart that gave me yeah. the opportunity to really uh, just be an accordion player. Just sit there and play the great rock and roll crazy stuff, you know. And that's a that's a great story. We could go on all day about the the experience of traveling the world with yeah, the young yeah. chorus with with Bob and the and the older older folks. And maybe we're ready to join our you know, these days. I know Tom Mankin has uh, played with them. Played yes, he's he's in our band. And yeah. and and he told me that see, you can get satisfaction. You can get. <laughs> Well, they're remarkable, obviously. So, um, you know, as much or as little as you want to hear about them, I can tell you because I've been there a long time. So. Well, right now we have to take a break. Uh -huh. um, we oh, are, uh, this is Take Five with Bruce Nimzik, and his guest today is keyboardist Chris Haynes, and we're going to be back. Maybe we'll get a taste of what Chris can do. Right. Chris promised that he would play a little something. So well, be careful make... what you wish for, right? <laughs> and it'll make yeah. my afternoon. We'll be right back after these messages. Come back with us. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. This is the Afternoon you Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. So this is Massachusetts' way of saying we think it's an important program. We think it's important enough to continue for students and their families. And we're going to put the money up front to make sure it continues so that if the federal government does not renew it, Massachusetts will still have universal school meals. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Lundgren Honda. Experience it. Now, it isn't just one thing. It is everything you expect when you're looking for your next car, your first car, or to repair your car. Award-winning customer service, no-hassle negotiation-free pricing, and friendly, familiar faces you know and trust with your vehicle. Hi, it's Rob from Lundgren Honda. Summer is heating up, and we want you to be ready for those summer road trips. So we are offering a summer road trip inspection. One of our trained technicians will perform a thorough multi-point inspection of your vehicle, along with an air conditioning and performance test and front-end alignment check. This will ensure that your vehicle is safe, your AC is working to its potential, and the alignment readings are within spec. All this for $49.95. So please call, stop by, or go online to LundgrenHonda.com and make an appointment today. Consumer Satisfaction Award winners two years running. Lundgren Honda proudly provides you with an award-winning experience. See the latest selection of new and certified pre-owned cars at 409 Federal Street and LundgrenHondaOfGreenfield.com. Lundgren Honda of Greenfield. Experience it. Come on over to the co-op. Greenfield Cooperative Bank. Hi, I'm Mike Buckmaster, Senior Vice President, Commercial Lending at the Greenfield Cooperative Bank and Northampton Co-op Bank Division. We have the best local commercial lending team in the Pioneer Valley. 
We're an SBA preferred lender, and unlike other banks, each of our team members has individual lending authority for fast local decisions. Hi, I'm Barbara Campbell, Assistant Vice President of Commercial Lending. Whether you're looking for a business loan or a line of credit, we can get your plans off the ground. Come and see us for help. And I'm Jim Alexander, Vice President of Commercial Lending. You can reach any of our experienced commercial loan officers by phone or through bestlocalbank.com. Meet one of us at your business or any of our locations. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. Pie is like duct tape. It fixes everything. We must have pie, the great playwright David Mamet said. Stress cannot exist in the presence of a pie. So you go to Paul and Elizabeth's, you order a slice of pie, or you call and order a whole pie. I'll pick it up Saturday. They make cream pies at Paul and Elizabeth's and fruit pies, whatever's in season, peach pie in deep summer, apple in fall. Pie fixes everything. Therefore, Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant is a repair shop inside Thorns in downtown Northampton. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. And we're back with Take 5 and Bruce Nimsen. Well, we're back with Chris Haynes, and we were talking about the uh, time he spent with the Young young at Heart Chorus. And they just had a show, uh, Chris was saying, last Thursday, was it? That's right. uh, They're still putting together. They packed the place at the Academy, and... uh, you're, you're doing another show with them, I think you, you mentioned, soon, coming up? Yes, yes. Well, this evening there is a, a preview of a new documentary film being made about the group. And um, they're doing that as kind of a Kickstarter to help fund the filmmaking process. Because oh, we have an in-house uh, film content creator working with us now from Europe. Anyway, um, but we're going to be a guest at the Green River Festival uh, the following Sunday. So right, that's, that's, that. that's next Sunday? Yeah, yeah I think in the vicinity of about 1 o'clock on oh. the main stage, Young at Heart. So we're just doing an hour set. But um, yeah, all the music that we performed at the Academy and, and we'll perform at, at so Green River. what are the rock hits that they're doing this year? <laughs> well, the, all the songs, well, there's so many different things. And a lot of them are obscure. People don't necessarily recognize them, but they know they've heard them. It's like, yeah. well, that, that's the kind of stuff Bob loves. And now you, you also yourself, you've got a couple gigs coming up. Uh, yeah, 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 I do. I um, Before I jump to those, I would say about the group is everything that we're, we're performing now is has been prepared uh, during the COVID um, you know, isolation period. So were you doing it on... It was all made on Zoom and recorded by the band and produced and turned into video content. So everything we learned from those two years of sitting around in Zoom meetings, we brought back out to perform live. So So Chris Haynes, you're, you're a keyboardist and you're an accordion player. Do you prefer to do instrumentals like you did last night on Strong Avenue with the Green Street Trio? Or do you prefer doing working with a vocalist? I, I can't say that there's a preference. I, I really love both. I, I do a lot of recording work with uh, singer-songwriter people, signature sounds, and right. um, other studios. Uh, you know, um, solo performing artists. So I, I work with vocalists quite a lot, and of course the chorus and other choruses. But um, instrumental is great too. I'm a composer, and I write for film and TV. So. You know, that's all instrumental work. So, Bruce, you think yeah. we can get Chris to give us a taste? I think we have time to, well, get the squeeze box yeah, out and make do, it work. While I pick her up here, I will tell you, uh, I'm playing on um, Saturday night 
on, um, at Luthier's Co-op, 8 o'clock show with uh, Chachunk. It's a great little band. They play kind of old-timey, fun swing songs from the 40s, some on the more bawdy side of things. And then um, Johnny Memphis Band at the Florence uh, Concerts on the Porch series oh, next Thursday. that's a thing that they do, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with Johnny. I played on a couple of his albums along the way. Oh, that's good. And then, of course, the Young and Heart gig. So, yeah, it's just so we're keeping five you busy. gigs with the accordion in a oh, row in three weeks' time. It's like, wow, when's that going to happen? COVID's again? passed. It's gone. We're <laughs> Those <laughs> baffles are going to be moving. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, what have I got? Um, let me give you a quick little song that I wrote myself. I'd love if, it. If that's all right. Please. And you can marvel how my hands are. One thing I said I meant to say was... If you play the accordion, your eyeballs glass over. It's kind of like a, a phenomenon that people have observed about accordion players, because your brain kind of goes down inside of you, just trying to get everything moving in the right direction. Wow. So, uh, and what's the name of this song? This is called What is Real. What is real? Yeah, a little yeah. existential. Well, on this question. one, I think you'll remember the singer-songwriter. Yes, on this we will, one. and maybe we'll write lyrics to it. There we go. No, this has lyrics. Oh, good. I'm going to sing it. <laughs> You're going right. to sing Oh, this is going to be a real treat. Okay. Yeah, it's not very long, and uh, it asks a reasonable question, especially with you two sitting here next to me. Here we go. <laughs> I've tried... Whole day through, just to find out what is real. Do I know? Do I see? Do I feel? Who's following me? Oh, please tell me what is real. Gosh, if I could only tell you. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta make a plan. I gotta try, try to understand. Do I know? Do I see? Do I feel? Who's following me? Oh, please tell me what is real. What is real? What is real? All right, all right, Chris, that's great. You know, what, you know what's funny when when you said before about how you can uh, gl your eyes would glaze over. I can see because you can't really see the instrument, so it's all oh, you can't see yeah anything. anything. So you can't look down at the keys, and so yeah, you got to. Well, musicians will tell you you have to have this sense of how your brain connects with your hands. Yeah. But with this, it's even a little bit more extended, so yeah. that you're really kind of pushing your hands trying to. Get him in the right spot. Well, Chris Haynes, you were the rhythmic. That was a very rhythmic tune. I loved. I really loved that tune. It was oh, fun. Thank you. Thank but were you making? Was the rhythm caused by the air that you were controlling by using that's the baffles? Right. Yeah. So that's the third part of playing. Yeah. That's all in in here. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Sounds like me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like when I was a kid, there were these one man bands, and yeah. they always had that accordion yeah. thing going, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, but it, it, it is, it's just like a concentration feat to make them all line up together. And you notice I, I clipped a few notes and probably uh, didn't play everything I wanted to. But. 
Well, that's that's okay. Uh, we, we 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 got the bargain version, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. Short and sweet. Well, maybe uh, we can come back it. and. <laughs> yeah, I love that version. Yep. We but have if two. You, uh, if you come to the show for the Young at Heart, you'll you'll see me kind of taking all kinds of crazy risks with uh, music that you would never hear on the accordion, which is really kind of fun. So one more time, where are you appearing next? Well, I'm on Saturday night at Luthiers, 8 p.m. Luthiers. Chachunk. And then Johnny Memphis at the Concert on Porch next fall, uh, Thursday. And then Green River with... Um, and do you have a website you know, where people can find out more about you and you your know, music? I just, I don't have a good website. Have, do you have an have, email that people can write you to at? Yeah, sure. That They're welcome to check in with me via email. Or if they find me on Facebook, that's fine too. Facebook finds everybody. Yeah. So and even me who doesn't subscribe. My email subscribe. will be omb123 at me.com. omb one, two, three. All right. Okay. Got it. Yep, at me.com. So I really appreciate the chance to be able to come hang out with you guys. Oh, it was fun, Chris. It's always good to see you. It was great. You've done it again, Bruce. Once again. You took five. <laughs> <laughs> Take five and hit the right. His name is Chris Haynes, accordionist extraordinaire, keyboardist extraordinaire, and check him out. He's really entertaining. Bruce, I will see you next week. Well, no, two weeks. I, I will uh, see you in two weeks. Two weeks, all right. Um, I'll, and I'll Chris, hunt. thank you so much for joining thank us. You. Everybody else, thank you for joining us. We will be back tomorrow. Join us at 4 o'clock on the Afternoon Buzz. Have a good this evening. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Kick off summer in style with a free concert from Lux Deluxe. It's the Montague Public Library Summer Kickoff Party. This Saturday from 3.30 to 7.30 at Pesky Umskit Park. A parachute playtime for kids, face painting, food, a performance by Jaduk's student dancers, and then rock out with Lux Deluxe. Brought to you by the Montague Public Libraries, the Friends of the Libraries, the Mass Cultural Council, and the Community Connections Coalition. Come see Lux Deluxe for free this Saturday evening, Pesky Umskit Park on Avenue A. Looking to take a little breather from the news? We don't blame you. Why don't the you only live and local talk in the Valley station. and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton radio group station. It's 5 o'clock.